to full energy From bed right here cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Look on the other day, eat couple guests too We're gonna win the trophy, we're overdue Now we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, learn your ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of our own island It's only got money, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking We're the show side, we're the show side We're the show side, what we see We're the show side, we're the show side Now it's a new flood the pain Yo, 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 yo it's the Shelfside Podcast, and we're back for a one-off episode, maybe, for a weekly episode, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? It's episode 62. My main man, Kobna's in the house. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Sun is shining, mid-heat wave. It's a bit mad, but um, yeah. That almost sounds like a complaint. No, 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 no. no, no. In sun the country? No. Getting sun in the country, I'll never complain. <laughs> no, I could, be, I could be in the central line. In a three-piece suit, but if the sun is shining, you can't complain in London. You gotta take that. But, but with your mask on. Oh, obviously, I'm not savage. <laughs> I'm not savage. Well, I agree with you. The sun's always shining on the Shellside podcast, so you could almost say that we're used to it, right? We are used to it, man. We are used to it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> good, good, good. So it's been a, been a quiet news period. We've had lots and lots of rumours. Paratici's a man who negotiates 10 deals at once for one position, as we've heard multiple occasions. I've heard that he walks the streets at 2am on the call making, on the phone making deals. Now, I love that. I, I, I actually love the fact that he is um, a director of football who, during the busiest time for a director of football, is actually enjoying being a director of football, unlike our last incompetent of that role, Steve Hitchin. So, <laughs> leave Steve alone, man. Was Steve actually director of football? Not. He stepped up to that role. Didn't is he? it? We didn't have one. Yeah, yeah. I think he was pseudo director of football. And now he's just like head of scouting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was yet to be defined. I think fully, but. Um, we know Paratici is the director of football. He's using his contacts and we could be making some signings. We'll come on to those in a bit. Um, we're going to shout the new cities at the end. I think we're going to get into it. Um, let's go, let's because go. We had a pre-season game, didn't we? We did have a pre-season game against um, Leighton Orient. Yeah, I didn't see the game, um, but I know you did. I yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, first of all, like, what was your summation of the game? Well, firstly, I think we've got to shout out to Justin Edinburgh, the late Justin Edinburgh. It's um, now kind of, I think this may be an annual event, as long as they stay relatively high, um, because obviously he played for us, won um, the FA Cup with us, and sadly passed away as Orient manager after getting them back. Um, promotion back into the Football League. So I think it's the JE3 trophy, um, which was shared, I guess, um, on Saturday. So first preseason game for Spurs. Um, I think it was Orient's third or fourth game. Uh, we went in with quite a few, on paper, prior to the game, we had quite a few first-team players that were available or should have been available because they didn't go to the Euros and weren't reported as injured. But the likes of, uh, and it's from the top of my head, Sir um, Region, uh, Cessignon, Dombele, Lamella, 
we may know why now Lamella didn't play. Um, Lamella and who else was there? Who else was there? Not a recognised right back. Oh, Doherty um, and maybe one or two others didn't actually make the squad, which surprised me because I thought we'd see quite a few um, first-team regulars. And we didn't see first-team regulars. We, we lined up in a 4-4-2. We had Hart in goal. Um, we had Dyer at the back alongside kids basically yeah and we had um, a midfield um, duo of winks and deli alley which was interesting we had bergwine and we had john no john and we had lucas up top and dane dane the main man scarlet so everyone's probably expecting us to be thumping lowly late in orient three or four nil Let's be honest, it's the first preseason game. It's the first game under Nuno Espirito Santo. Um, probably the first time we played 4-4-2 in a while. Like I said, we only had, was that, five first-team players, of which some of those have not been playing regularly anyway. So it's one of those games you just need to get out of your system, get the rust out of your legs, and um, get, try and get on the ball if you can. Right? And see out the time 60 minutes get to the 60 minute mark get your fitness although we did try and do that i was still a little bit disappointed that we didn't keep possession as well as i thought we would do and create chances i don't mind not winning but creating chances because there's this big thing about nuno right now and what formation he will play and whether we will be possession based and whether we'll create enough chances i know it's difficult to do with players who don't play week in week out in formations that they don't play often with players they don't play with often so it's going to be difficult but the big highlight is obviously Dane Scarlett now yeah. Dane Scarlett has already surpassed Troy Parrott <laughs> I mean isn't that a bit hasty? No, it's facts. He's surpassed Troy Parrott because Troy Parrott played in the International Championship Trophy, whatever it was called, in America at that time, when he played well and he hit the post but didn't score. He played all of, what was it, 60 minutes against Colchester in that game just prior to Pochettino getting the sack. And we got knocked out to lowly Colchester away and it was nil-nil into penalties. He didn't score. He came on and played a full extra time plus some of normal time, if my memory serves correctly, against Norwich. Yeah. And missed a penalty, penalty in a shootout. Yeah, yeah, didn't score. He So he's played more senior minutes than um, Dane Scarlett and hasn't scored. And Dane Scarlett has played very like two very brief substitute appearances uh, got an assist and I know it's only pre-season but it's still a senior game and played 60 odd minutes and notched and took his goal really really well now it's not just that he scored for me it's his movement he always looked a threat he's running in behind he looked lively and he's not got a bad touch although he can work on his touch but he's still young but he just looks more about it and ready to go and sharper than Troy Parrott has ever done in a senior Spurs shirt. So that's why I say he surpassed Troy Parrott already. And Troy Parrott did come on. And Troy Parrott gave the ball away, which led to the goal. Right, well. okay. Now, I mean, he gave it away 
in their half, but it was a pass back that kind of went into our... Did it quite get into our half? I think it did. And their player, I can't remember his name, sorry, because it's a bit disparaging, but he scored a really good goal. Um, but he ran at our defenders, and it was, uh, I think it was Omi, Omo, the um, young kid who's not so young, 21-year-old, who actually came from Arsenal. I remember when he came in, um, we picked him up from Arsenal probably a year ago, and he kind of just backs off and lets the guy shoot the substitute shoot into the corner and Whiteman couldn't get there. It was a good finish. It's a good goal, but we did that whole, you know, just backing off, backing oh, off. I flipping hate that, man. Yeah, I know. Flipping hate know. that, man. Oh. And this was the thing, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to belittle anybody or in, in team. I know, I've heard of all of those players that played apart from one. I mean, for me, let's shout out Niall John because I think he was the other standout performer. Um, away from Scarlett he was playing in a midfield role and probably wide right and it was interesting sorry left because I think Bergwijn was right it was interesting because what John did was he popped up in areas which you see Delhi pop up in he did a nice little bit of skill where he flicked it over the defender's head and got a left footed half volley in probably should have scored but keeper made a decent save, but it was on target. And then he um, took a nice shot from about 20 yards. And he was, again, lively and buzzing. And it's interesting because both those two players were earmarked under Jose as potential players that were going to break in. I know we had Alfie Devine, who also came on. Didn't really see much from him when he came on. Um, but those two were players that have made substitute appearances, uh, been on the bench on occasions under Jose, so they've been in and around it. And I think away from Alfie Devine, they are the two that will come through. Um, I don't think anybody else is actually going to make much noise in and around the first team. Maybe um, Fagan Walcott because he was been injured for a while and came back. He's highly rated, but from what I saw. Of the others, there there isn't anything special there, and again, yeah. this could be disparaging. But what I'm expecting to see in pre-season is these youngsters to who are not so young anymore um, to take the ball by the horns, do what Niall John did, do what Dane Scarlett did. I'm not saying you have to grab a goal or get a shot off, but if you're a defender, show me show me your strength. If show me your understanding of the game, show me your speed, right? Let no man pass. So you think even Let, even ahead of. Um Ahead of uh, Harvey White. Yeah, I mean, I, I think John's ahead of Harvey White. I mean, no, Harvey White went on loan, but it's all good going on loan, but where did he go on loan to? Yeah. He didn't do what Skip did. Skip went on loan to yeah. a top side in the championship. This, it's all good going on loan and getting first-team experience. Like um, EJ, um, Ioma went on loan. He went on loan to Lincoln. He played a lot of games, but he got them up into the... No, they didn't even quite get into the championship, did they? Um, but he went alone to League One. Now, I think if you're a top prospect, really, you should be going on loan to the championship. We're Tottenham, right? We're Tottenham who have aspirations of Champions League and have been in the Champions League for five seasons straight. So you should be going on loan to a top, to a championship side, whether they're top or not, a championship side. Yeah. And for me... Oliver Skip did, no doubt, one of their best players, and lo and behold, he'll probably be in and around the first team this season, right? 
and they've replaced him with Gilmore. Now they're in the Premier League because we've said that we're taking him back. So that's kind of the level that you need to be at. That's um, because you see it. You see it. If they come in, the ones that come in haven't really set the world alight at any point. And um, it's early doors. It's, it's early doors, said, man. But if you, if you think that's where they that's where they should be at, and those are the two that you earmark. I mean, Scarlett is seventeen. So when you think about really for, for him to be the backup to to Kane, I probably think it's asking quite a lot. Um, I think even if we kept him and we had like another. Like, I don't know if we we're going to do the whole Son um, Kane thing again, but if we had, um, you know, whoever, if Kane goes, I think he, I think he, he still might go. But if Kane goes, um, we have to replace him, and I think we need another person to come in as well uh, before we go to to Scarlet. Like I, I just say him to be the next one up is a big ask. A hundred percent. So. If you remember, I think on the pod, we kind of said that he should be um, third choice. He should be the third man. He should be playing every conference league game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him, if Skip's not in the first team, Sessignon, if those guys are not in the first team, they should be playing every single conference game. Yeah. Like, that's what Scarlett should be doing and then making the bench with another striker, if it's a Danny Ings or somebody else, uh, whoever. But you're right, we need a backup striker. I'm not having Son as a backup striker. They're two different type of players. Son gets goals, but he gets his goals from out wide, and he's too inconsistent as a goal scorer. And as crazy as that sounds, because he hit the 20-goal mark last season, he's too inconsistent for me to play a a lot of the season as a number nine. Mm. So... Yeah, we, we, need a, we need another striker. Um, obviously, we had another striker. We had Vinicius. And he wasn't as good as we needed him to be. And he's gone. But the fact that we had him and we also had Bell um, means that we should be in the market to replace Vinicius. Yeah, no, we should be in the market. We should be in the market. So when you think about our perform- like the performance against um, Leighton Orient, did it tell you anything about how you expect Nuno to want to play? Yeah, see, that was a difficult one because I was thinking, right, he's going to line up with a three, but then he can't actually line up with a three unless he goes with um, two youngsters alongside Dyer because Dyer's the only centre-back we've got at the club at the moment, the only senior centre-back. Everybody else was away, mm. right? Rodon, Sanchez, um, World, all away. And obviously, we haven't bought anyone, so... He had to line up with Cameron Carter-Vickers. Um, I know we've got a few youngsters in the squad at the moment. I think we've got three young centre-backs in the squad alongside Cameron Carter-Vickers. But to play with two, he probably thinks there's not much benefit doing that, if yeah. that's his idea. So 4-4-2. And I think we'll be playing four at the back, actually, under Nuno. He kind of moved um, to that with Wolves. Um, but... Yeah, four four two, and I look at the players that he had at his disposal, especially because four or five didn't play. Um, probably not a hundred percent sure that was his ideal formation, but I do feel like we'll play four 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 at the back at least. I mean, he played Lucas up top, so did he need to play Lucas up top? Could he play Lucas in a ten? Could he play Lucas out wide? Yeah, I mean, I think also it's like. I expected to see that that lineup full of quote unquote dead wood that we'd be trying to shift. Um, yeah. I didn't see that much of that. I mean, I know. Look, Lucas is always going to be like a, a cult a cult hero. 
but I wouldn't be upset if you went. Um, Winks can go for me. Dyer can go. Like, but I just expect there to be more of the people who are trying to put in the shop window, and I just didn't get that. Yeah. So, and that that was again my surprise. But we've got Colchester on Wednesday, which is probably, which is tomorrow, um, as we record, and. Apparently, he will introduce those players that didn't play in that game. And whether that means the ones that did play get rest or they play a half, I don't know. I, I, it kind of surprised me that they all didn't get minutes. Yeah. Like, I don't see the desperation to play all the academy boys. Um, surely, you should be playing your first team players. But there's, he has his reasons. We don't know quite what they are yet. But what they could be is the likes of Lamella didn't play and the likes of Lamella has been reported as of today to be a part of a swap deal to get the young Spaniard sensation Brian Gill. So Sens- maybe that's sensation. <laughs> yeah, I'm having it up. I'm having it up just because. Do you know, do you know what sensationalist you're you're telling of this uh, of this uh, of this rumor? Like, it's reputable sources. Say that it's pretty strong far. rumors Tri- and reputable yeah. sources. I look, I've seen so many tricky wingers. I know, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. I'm sorry, Unless they're holding the shirt. I no, and you're right, lying. and you're 100% right. I'm not saying we've got him. I'm saying all I'm saying is maybe that's the reason we didn't see the likes of Lamella, is all I'm which saying. which is fine. And but even if we did get um Gil, I'm not sure he's what we need right now, but. I mean, if Lamella's going to go, then arguably he is, but we'll see. Well, so let's let's talk about this, because we're also being linked with a goalkeeper, Atlanta's goalkeeper, and his name escapes me at the moment, and I can't be bothered to Google it. I think it's Guglielmi or something like that. Um, but we've been linked with him, and everybody's saying that's not what we need at the moment. Now, it isn't directly what we need at this moment, but here's the thing. For me, it's only a problem if our transfer window stops at backup goalkeeper and a young, exciting prospect of a winger. That's the problem, right? If it stops there, that's the problem. By all accounts, Peritici is negotiating about 100 deals right now, probably for five or six players, right? We need a centre-back. We probably need two, depending on what Nuno wants to do. We need a backup forward. Do we need a central midfielder? Maybe. Possibly, but do we really need a centre central midfielder? Do we need if Don Bele's fit? If Lacelso's fit, Hoybier's there, Delhi might be having to play there, and Skip's coming into there. Do we need a central midfielder? I don't think we. I mean, Skip comes in, Winks goes out. Yeah, hopefully. So I think one of those things where maybe one eye on Winks leaving. Like, Wings would go to Southampton and do a great job there. Like, you know, a midfielder yeah. of Wings and uh, Ward Prowse wouldn't be too shabby. It's about his level. So, I think if you are looking at those people, I think there's got to be... The problem with us now is that there are people that we're looking at, but then we also think to ourselves, well, there's no one looking at the guys that they would have to replace. So, you're trying to buy these people, and then we end up in a situation where we still have loads of dead wood, which we, you know, possibly, we don't want. Possibly. But it's a new era, right? It's a new era. So this is the way I see this, right? And this is what it dawned on me today. We had Bell come back to replace Bell last season, right? Because the Magnificent Seven, bar Christian Eriksen, didn't really do it. So 
Bell came back to replace Bell, and now Bell's gone. Lamella, who's the last man standing from that magnificent seven, could be on his way out. And if he is on his way out, this is the way to do it. Get a young talent in, don't pay the full whack, offer the dead wood in replacement. We spoke off here and you said, Whoa, that seems a bit pricey, 30 million plus add-ons plus Lamella. Well, yeah. And I said to you, no, it's just 30 million plus add-ons. Because if nobody's prepared to buy Lamella, this is the way you have to get rid of Lamella. You get him off your wage bill, you get him away from the squad because he's not good enough. Like, he has fantastic moments of brilliance, but he's not getting any better. And he's the wrong age, so he's never going to get any better now. So, this is the way to do it. And if we have to cut our losses, remember, Levy has been hounded and criticised so much for not being able to get rid of Deadwood. So, if we can get rid of Deadwood in swap deals or low-costing deals, then so be it. We just need them gone. We need them gone. And we've got money to spend. We can spend. Let us spend. You so know, we just won't go crazy. I, I completely understand it and agree with that. I think, like, well, I just thought to myself, like, oh, you know, whatever, like, that's a lot of money. But then the more you think about it, it's actually the, if, having those people on our waste bill, it's just like, it's also stopping someone, someone younger coming through. Like, I would rather have be forced to have to play youngsters and then just to have people who we know aren't good enough sitting there collecting, like... And this is not, this is not nothing against some of these players, right? I've got nothing against Lamella, like... Lamella has given us moments, like you say, of brilliance, like, given us really anti-hero, cult status type moments. He yeah. has. But that's not why I watch football, man. I'm trying to win games. So, um, if getting him off the wage bill is going to allow us to make some moves, then, you know, fine. That's cool. Um, I think... I think we need to be really aggressive in that part of what we're doing. We need to be really aggressive in shedding this this weight. We need to be aggressive in trying to create create a more balanced squad. Which means that even if this is considered a transitional period of time where maybe Paratici like can try different things and he can he can try and bring certain people in. If it doesn't work out, it's cool. It's not the end of the world. You've always got next season. Like, I'm happy. I'm already happy to see this season as like a transitional thing. I am. I really am. So if it's, it's about getting people off, then let's get them off. That's it. Yeah, I think it is. And I think it's about getting young talent in who will probably take a year or two to bed in alongside um, the talent that's there, but still be able to contribute and for us to win. And maybe, maybe we don't go at top four. But maybe we get back in Europa League and then push on one more season from there. We, we know ultimately we're going to lose Kane, whether it's this season, this summer or next season. Ultimately, we're going to lose him. But we've got to be in a position whereby we've got a decent squad and we have got a decent squad. We get rid of the dead wood and we're in a position to go again once we get rid of Kane. Right, that's kind of where it is. It's almost like a basketball analogy. And I know we keep on touching on the basketball, but it's almost like we're getting ready for the season after next. Um, get rid of the deadwood. Get some exciting talent in. It's just like the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper isn't necessarily here to replace Doris, but he is the first team goalkeeper of Atlanta. So he's a bit, he's a bit wild, but he's a good shot stopper. He's got good natural movement, um, and he's a sweeper keeper. So oh, is he a sweeper keeper? He's a sweeper keeper, yeah. We won't probably play as high line as Atlanta, but um, Atlanta, but he is a sweeper keeper and probably better at it than Loris. So my thinking is here: 
is that there is some kind of planning and thought process going into it. The defenders we've been linked with are young. The, the kid at Atlanta uh, is Atlanta is 23. Um, the Japanese kid is, what, 22. Um, Jokin Anderson is 23. So, you know, uh, you know uh, Golini? Yes, uh, Golini, that's it. So, is, is he... Are we getting him in with the view to him one day being number one? Or is he just another guy who's going to be back up? Because no, I, no, he's... I also find it weird that he's, he's on an initial loan. That's no, so weird. I think it's a two-year loan deal. I think we've got the option to buy. So, I think we have the option to buy. So, it's a cheap way of recruiting a player. So, he, I think we hold all the He's 26. Has he been a start-up for them? Yeah, he's been playing. He's their number one. He's their number one, and he comes to and he comes yeah. to be number two at Tottenham. Yeah, but it's a lot bigger club. Atalanta's not a big club. It's not a big club, but they're doing good. They're doing big things. Yeah, I mean, they could be they could be the next ones to upset the apple cart. Why would he leave? He's got the opportunity. Do you get the opportunity to play in the Premier League? Everybody wants to play in the Premier League, and he knows at some point. You remember when Loris came? Loris was a number one, and he was France captain. When he French captain at the time. So, sometimes you know as a goalkeeper... Yeah, but he was always going to be like... Yeah, he was always going to. And I think that's the plan with Galini that he comes in, he's 26. Uh, you're not in your prime at 26 as a goalkeeper, they say. So, by 27, he sits a season playing Conference League football, um, cup games and the odd Premier League game. He can play 20 games next season and then establish himself in the Premier League, establish himself in England... And then goes again as number one for the mm. next six, seven years. I think that's the plan. It's some succession planning as well as decent backup. For me, that's great business. That, I mean, that's, the, that's the, fair enough. That is, that, that is good business. That is good business. If we, I mean, these loan, these loan to buy deals, these two year loan to buy deals, the last two we've taken on haven't really worked out for us. Gerson didn't work out. Vinicius didn't work out. It doesn't mean this can't work out though. Um, so we'll see. Coming from a play, coming from a team with a slightly higher pedigree in terms of the league that they're playing in, what they've achieved. So yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Italy's obviously the future. I mean, a lot of people in our circles, in our Tottenham circles, have highlighted plays from Italy for a long period of time now, and Italy's been overlooked for um, the last few years, but. It, Italian football has been creeping back into it and it's no surprise, well it was a surprise to most, that Italy the national side performed so well and obviously ended up winning the Euros um, and now players from the Italian squad have been linked with a lot of clubs, even us have been linked with Insignia yeah. um, no, goes down the road no, it's never going to happen. That's why I didn't really talk about it. But it's only because at this point, and Locatelli's been linked with those from down the road and others. He'll probably go Juve, hopefully. Um, but my point is, there is a crop of player and a type of player now playing in Italy that potentially can play in most countries in Europe, right? I think the style of the Italian football has changed over the last few years. And just like the national side has changed the style of football in Italy's changed. It's become a bit more faster-paced, a bit more direct. Not so tactical and so slow. So I think those that transfers well to the Premier League, similar to like German German football, Bundesliga transfers well to the Premier League because it's faster-paced, it's not as tactical. Although yeah. it is tactical. But So I think getting Paratici in could be a stroke of genius and getting Paratici to shop in the market he knows well to get the likes of Gallini, maybe a centre-back, 
maybe a midfielder. I know we've been linked with a few midfielders. I know he's got been linked with is it Aura at France um, in Lyon, um, and who else we've we been linked with? Uh, Panjic. Who knows what we get? Because I don't think we need a midfielder. But my point is, it could be a good thing that we're linked with a lot of players based in Italy because I think there is no surprise that Italy won the Euros because their league has been changing over the last couple of seasons and becoming stronger and stronger and it's probably not a bad place to shop right now. It's not bad. You know, it's, it's not a bad place to shop right now, but I think it's like, I don't want to get in the situations where we focus all our energy on one particular like market and we just we just stay and hover around there and then the other other opportunities are happening in France and Spain or whatever because our director of of football is Italian we're shopping Italian like it just needs to be I mean yes Tomiyasu is not Italian he's Japanese but he's playing in the Italian league so yes but you know yeah but Gil's playing in in Spain yeah he's playing in yeah Aura and Joachim Anderson are both at Lyon I mean, so, Sevilla, Sevilla are, the team are the team that we wish we were, to be honest with you. It's, um, it's that frustrating. Yeah, it is indeed. It is that but, but hey, this this is it. I'm not going to go too much into the transfer window. Um, like, at the end of the day, these are rumours. Like you say, you want to talk about it when you see people holding the shirt. When I see a saw, shirt, yeah, then the conversation starts, yeah. Yeah, and, and not a fake shirt either why do you guys do this whole thing where they photoshop players holding the Spurs shirt why why just for breaking news <laughs> the last one was pretty good to be fair the last one's actually good but what was the last it one was, you said his name the Japanese guy oh Tomiyasu yeah Tomiyasu yeah, yeah. Tomiyasu did you see that one where he's holding the no, Spurs shirt no I've seen that yeah I'm going to send it to you. It's really good, but then someone just showed you the original and you're just like, why? Why did you do that? But um, hopefully we get some in. And the thing is, it's getting them in early because at the end of the day, there's four weeks to the first game of the season and we already know that the likes of Hoybier, Hoybier will probably play the first game of the season. Kane may play the first game of the season, probably not. And if he does play, he will probably be very um, lethargic in the way that he is when he returns. Yeah. So, who knows? But get, we need these players out, in. Get him out of the club. Get him out. Yeah, get him out of the club, mate. Well, let's see. But I just want to just touch on the Euros quickly before we leave. It's a very short podcast. Yeah, yeah, Shout out yeah. to all the guys that have stayed with us, listened to old episodes, because I can see you guys listening to the old episodes. Thank you. Um, Shout out to Spurs Point, harassing us to do another pod in a nice way. So, shout out to you. Um, and shout out to the other True Spurs, I think it was True Spurs on Twitter. Shout out to all the Twitter gang. Um, just want to touch on the Euros very quickly. Um, we we have to probably touch on this in more detail, in more depth. And all I'm going to say is Biako Saka. I think that's how you pronounce his first name. I'm sorry if it isn't. But Saka, we stand with you. You're a goon, but we stand with you. Okay. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that right now. Do you want to say anything on that, Quagman? Um, I think uh, it's hard, it's hurtful. It's hurtful to see that to see those guys step up. Remember, people need to remember that when the penalties are a combination of who the coach selects and also who has the ball. Who wants to, it? Who's, yeah. Who has the ball to step up and take one? And so for them to go to go up and take one, I mean, for people sitting at home 
who haven't done anything for their country but like moan and feel like believe that they're entitled to a trophy and it's coming home and all kind of nonsense they're the biggest idiots because these guys at their young age have done more for the for the for the country in terms of representation than you probably ever will They've done yeah. they've done a, a tremendous job in getting to a final that no one thought that they were going to get to, and they took a penalty in a high pressure situation, right? For a lot of people, these people, they're not even the best at their own job, right? And these guys are some of the best in the world. So for them to miss and for you to hide behind social media like a bunch of keyboard warriors, dropping monkey emojis, it's disgusting, man. And unfortunately, one day this world will be closer to the reflection we want to see. And your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids will know that this is how you behave to someone else's child. Like, do you know what I mean? A nineteen year old boy. Like I don't wanna undermine, I don't wanna I don't wanna condescend, but they're young, they're young men, they're very young men. At nineteen, what were you doing? What were you exactly. doing? This guy's banging a penalty in a in a in a Euro final. Do you think he's trying to miss? Ridiculous. <laughs> Actually embarrassing, man. This country, everyone's like, Oh yeah, 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 woman winning, everyone's backing it. First sight of animosity. First, first sight of of any uh, of any struggle. It's like the first thing you do is is you go down the racism route. Are you serious? Are you yeah. serious? So he's a monkey yeah. when he he's a monkey when he's missing the penalty. What does he do when he's bagging him across the Harry Kane? What is he then? Is he not the same he's monkey? A lion. He's a he's a lion. He's Flipping a lion. Idiots. Disgusting. And even though lions come from Africa, he's a Dis- lion. Disgusting. 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 No, you'll never those guys, you will never see them saying anything like that on road. They're not gonna come up to either one of us and say that nonsense. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna 100. do that. But but social media they can do it and they think they're big. Anyway, what goes around comes around, man. Look, those yeah, guys, exactly. Sancho, Rashford, um, Saka, look, what they did, it was unfortunate that they ended that way. But the streets don't forget that without those guys well, the likes of Sterling and all the other supposed monkeys, England don't get anywhere near a final. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well said. Well said. Um, I'm just going to shout some of the cities before we go. I'm going to butcher this city, but Japan, listening strong. Um, Muguru Ku. Yeah, um, I butchered that, but shout to you. And Katoomba. Tell me where Katoomba is, um, Kwabna. You've travelled twelve percent of the world. <laughs> Katoomba, <laughs> is that is that in Cameroon? No, no, it's in Australia. The way you took that on, I thought you actually knew. <laughs> you were hustling me. Um, <laughs> it's in Australia. Um, shout out to oh, you guys. Man. Welcome. Tell a friend and all of that stuff. But um, it's good to have you on board. It's good to have any body on board international cities we love you and uk cities i'm going to shout you all next pod i was going to say next week but it may not be next week but all the uk cities that have locked in i'm going to list them all it may take me two minutes but i'm going to list them all just because we don't represent you week in week out so thank you very much for listening guys we appreciate it um if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Five stars only because we ain't give you five star content. Give someone the gift of the pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you all. You can follow us on Shelf Pod on Twitter. So, let us know what you want to hear. We want more breakdowns. Um, we love you followers. We love the engagement. You know, we really appreciate the community that we're building up. So, it's, uh, yeah, till next time from me. And till next time from me. So, it seems that we're making some signings. So, that's another reason to smile, guys. So smile, because the sun always sides on the shelf side. Lero, run the outro.
side talking, yeah. Pretty shit. 